0: God. God bless you brothers and sisters amen. Praise God that we are in the house of the Lord. The Lord is always good and merciful. You know when we are started when we opened the, 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 the service with that Psalms mercy endures forever. You repeat it brothers more than a couple of times and the reason for that brothers is because it is the truth of who God is amen. His mercy endures forever. And you repeat that according to that verse, and you, you always wonder why David actually wrote a song, brothers, that repeats itself in the last part of that verse. But for everything that he is saying, brothers, he's bringing glory and honor to God, amen, by saying his mercy endures forever. In other words, brothers, if it wasn't for God, if it wasn't for God, where would David be? And if it wasn't for God, where would we be? Amen. And I know, brothers, that a lot of times we are we go through different things in our lives, brothers, and that's a fact of life. Amen. We go through hardships of life, brothers, and that's part of life. Amen. Sometimes I don't think that any of us want to be sick, physically sick, but we do get sick. This body gets sick, and this body is getting older and older and older, and the older you get, the sicker you become sometimes. Amen. It's just part of life. But the reality is, brothers, that the truth of God is exactly that, that his mercy endures forever. That he is God, and if it wasn't for God, brothers, where will we be? In other words, David found a reason to praise God, brothers, through everything and in everything. And I think that we as, uh, as Christians, and more brothers, we as children of God, if you declare yourself to be a born-again Christian, then you're a child of God. And if you are a child of God, brothers, you need to proclaim the mercies of the Lord in your life every single day. It has to become something personal. It's not something, brothers, that we do as a group, even though we do do it, brothers. But it, it's, it means nothing if we're just going through the motions. If we're just coming to church, brothers, to satisfy, I don't know, uh, uh, a thought or a desire, brothers, a satisfaction, if you will. Amen. No, we come to church, brothers, because we come to worship our God. Amen. We come to surrender our lives to God. Amen. And throughout scripture, you're going to be reading that, brothers. You're going to be seeing that when you learn to read scripture, brothers, and, and understand the scripture, you learn, brothers, that the whole scripture, brothers, has to do with God. And not only a God, brothers, that is there, but a God that you come to know personally. Amen. A God that becomes your God. Amen your God. Why is it important for God to become your God? Because when he becomes your own personal God, if you will, brothers, then you can relate to him. You you build up that relationship with him. Then, brothers, you understand that God is always there. Amen? And his purpose, brothers, is to bless you. Amen? His purpose, brothers, is to walk with you. His purpose, brothers, is for everything in your life, brothers, to go well. And even when the trials and tribulations and things come your way, brother, you know that God is ever-present. Amen? The Bible says that he's an ever-present ever help in times of trouble. In other words, even in, through that trouble, brothers, even through that valley, God is still God, and you still can trust him and depend on him. You know, trust is not about the brother trusts or Pastor Fred trusts God or that person says he trusts God or the brother says he trusts God. It's about you trusting God. Because when you're dealing through the situation, you can have people around you. But if you don't learn to trust God and know who God is in your life, it doesn't matter that you have everybody around you. Amen? You're still going to go into despair, if you will, brothers. Amen? Some people call it nervous breakdowns, brothers. Amen? And to doubt, if you will, brothers, because God has not become your own personal God, your own personal Savior. The relationship we we build with Jesus is precisely that, a personal relationship with Christ. Amen. So praise God, brothers, that that you are here. Amen. As you all know, brothers, we have a new study guide. Amen. A new study guide. Some of you just got it this morning. Amen. And and we're we have we're going into a a new unit or a new theme, if you will, brothers. And, and it's about the Word of God. So we have we have uh, for a title up there. I'm going to ask uh, brother Adam to put it up there. Amen. Well, the title for the for the lesson today, brothers, is God's words, what? Delights. Amen. But for the unit in itself, I think you wrote it down. You don't have it up there? Okay, for the unit is spoken. Amen. God, the rhythm of God's word. The rhythm of God's word. Amen. The rhythm, brothers, is God has spoken. Now, if I ask you the question, brothers, why do we use words? To communicate, to express ourselves. Anybody else wants to say something? Why do we use words? To communicate, to express ourselves. Anything else that you can think of? To describe, to have a conversation. Not Brother Tim, right? You say, what? To say what's on your mind? To teach? Anybody else? Words. Now I know that all of you use words, brothers. Amen? And some people use more words than others. Amen? Statistically, did you know, brothers? Or sisters, did you know? That women speak more than men? And all the men said, Amen. Yes. Women in an average day speak two thousand excuse me, twenty thousand words per day. Men only speak 7,000 words per day. On the average, women speak 13,000 words more than men per day. Now hopefully, okay, now hopefully all those words that women are speaking is to edify themselves and to edify others. Same goes for men. Even though we speak less words, hopefully the word that we speak is to edify ourselves and to edify others. But words are very important. Amen? Words, brothers, are there to hold a conversation. Words are there, brothers, to speak or to say what you need to say, brothers, to direct, to order. Brothers, words are there, brothers, and words are very important. Amen. Before they had uh, the the words, brothers, if you will, brothers, before uh, uh, all the words came, brothers, the reality is that God used the word, brothers, in order to express who he is. Amen. To let us know what he wanted. Amen. Words, actually, the Bible says, brothers, that every word that proceeds from the mouth, brothers, actually proceeds out of the heart. Amen. So if you're angry and you say a couple of words that that are not very nice words, they actually came directly from the heart. It shows to prove, or it demonstrates exactly your character, your person, your personality, what you're going through, your ups or downs. Did you know that we can express words of anger? But we can also express words of love. And then we can express words, brothers, to bring unity, and we can express words, brothers, of division. So words are very important, amen. Now in society we have today, brothers. According to the lesson, brothers, uh, words, brothers, can either build up or destroy. Words, brothers, are being used or communicated, brothers, in today's world, brothers, like never before. We have words through the internet, brothers. We have words to social media, to logs, to blogs, brothers, to uh, uh, emails, brothers, whatever you might have on your phone, brothers. A lot of people instead of calling each other, you text everything. <laughs> And sometimes it becomes easier to text somebody than to speak to that person because you don't want to hear, right off, brothers, what a little person has to say. Or well, you can express your hurt or your anger through through uh, texting instead of actually talking to that person. But the, the reality is, brothers, that all these words, brothers, that we use, brothers, even TV, brothers, is getting to a point where you turn on, people turn on the TV, brothers, and they don't even watch TV. They only listen to TV as they're doing their chores and work and all that. But the reality is, brothers, of all these words, sadly, the majority of them, brothers, are not their brothers to edify the person. The majority of the words that are there, brothers, is, brother, to bring chaos to the person, to bring confusion to the person. Amen? But not God's word. God's word, brother, doesn't, is not there or hasn't been spoken, brothers, or given, brother, to bring chaos to the person or destruction. It is given, brothers, to bring unity with man or the person and God. The sad thing is that the majority of people, brothers, do not read their scripture. The majority of people, brothers, are going based on what they hear instead of what they're actually hearing from the word of God. Because they don't take the time. Now, I'll go a step farther. Sadly, the majority of born-again Christians are not reading their Bible. And I say, sadly, if I ask the question, how many of you read your Bible this week, brothers? Raise your hand. Keep them up. I want to count them. Nine people. So let me ask you another question. Out of nine people, the rest of you, what you do all week? Man. We're getting a sense, brothers, of understanding, brothers, that as Christians, as children of God, brothers, we need to learn to read the Bible, the word of God, brothers, on a daily basis. I'm not asking you to read three, four, six chapters, but to read at least a couple of verses there, brothers, because it is the word of God that will edify you. It is the word of God that will help you to be transformed. It is the word of God, brothers, that will build you up. It is the word of God, brothers, that shows your relationship with God. It is the word of God, brothers, that actually will do, brothers, what you cannot do. Amen. It is the word of God that builds up faith. Listen, brothers, when we praise and worship, a lot of people say, well, why do we praise and worship? Why do they always ask us to go to the front? You know why? Because it's a step of faith. When you give a step of faith, listen, and I'll give you an example. When Jesus was walking, brothers, amen, when Jesus walked upon the earth, brothers, the Bible says that all the, the majority of people knew who he was. And as soon as they saw him, brothers, they didn't stay up here and say, well, there goes Jesus. The Bible says, brothers, that there were multitudes of people running towards Jesus, trying to touch him, trying to have a conversation with him, trying to have or get something from him. Amen? They were trying, brothers, to get close to him. Why? Because it demonstrates what's within. It shows what's within the heart. Some some young ladies go crazy over 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 stars, brothers, over people who sing and so on. They go crazy. I, I, if you watch videos, brothers, way back then when the Beatles came to the United States, brothers, the, women, the young ladies were going crazy. And I don't understand why. But the reality is, brothers, that first of all, they're crazy in themselves to do that. But they were crazy because, oh, the people would go out of their way, brothers, just to be in the front lines, brothers, or to get close to them. People who go to concerts, to worldly concerts, they want to be in the front first line, and I want their sweat to fall on me. It's line, really? But it demonstrates and it shows brothers what's within them. A desire to. Well, the very same thing with, with us brothers, when we call brothers, we shouldn't even call people to the altar. People should want to come to the altar. Especially if you have a relationship with God. Now, this is the thing, that you cannot build a relationship with God based on just other stuff. You have to build a relationship with God based on what you read from Scripture. And when you have that relationship with God, you have a relationship with Scripture, you read Scripture, and that builds up, brothers, the want of wanting God. And you understand automatically, brothers, when the Spirit is moving. You understand when God is doing something. You understand, brothers, listen, even though God might not be doing nothing for nobody else, God will do it for you if you give a step of But that step of faith cannot be built up if you don't read Scripture. The Bible says, brothers, that it's through the Word of God that our faith is built up. Amen? So if we don't read Scripture, that means you don't have sufficient faith. Amen? There's one thing with the other. They they work together. You build up your faith with the Word of God, then automatically because you're building up your faith brothers you you develop your relationship with God and if you develop your relationship with God brothers all you want to do brothers is have that relationship with him in other words you don't get tired nor bored amen of who he is because you know him and that's exactly brothers what scripture is telling us now the sad reality is, brothers, that all these words, brothers, go about, brothers, here and there, brothers. The reality is, brothers, that we need to understand that God spoke his word, brothers, through the Bible, brothers. And the reason he spoke the word, brothers, through his Bible, brothers, is to teach us, brothers exactly what's in his heart. And what he desires for you and I, for mankind. Amen? Can we make it more personally for me or you. Amen? The Bible also tells us, brothers, that even though, brothers, the... the, the it took forty people, forty separate people, brothers, to actually write the Bible, inspired by the Holy Spirit, to write the Bible, and it took over one thousand five hundred years, brothers, to actually come, brothers, to write to to finish or complete the Bible, brothers. The reality is this, brothers, and this is something we need to all understand: is that God, brothers, wrote the Bible, brothers, to help us to understand, brothers, His life, what He desired, but also, brothers, so that we can live our life, brothers, in the way that God intended for man to live their lives. Amen? It's not good enough for you to say, well, I'm trying my best. Amen? Well, I'm doing everything I can. I'm trying my best. No, we have to get instruction from where? The Bible. In other words, and I give an example, it's like trying to put together a bike by using, brothers, a manual an instruction book, brothers, how to put together a computer. You're never going to be able to put together the bike if you're using the manual or the instruction manual to how to put a computer together. You have to use the manual and how to put the bike together. Amen? It's the very same thing. You're not going to be able to fix your life or put your life together if you don't read the instruction manual of what God intended your life to be. And people try to. Man, I used to. I used to try to put my life together, brothers. Not by reading the Bible, by by going through all the religious movements, brothers. That I need. That I thought that I needed to go through rituals, if you will. And I thought maybe if I do this, because they told me if I do this, that'll work. Maybe they told me if I turn on a candle, and I'm speaking for myself, a candle, it'll work. Maybe if I say it, maybe. But I never took the time to actually read the manual that actually could change my life. I would always go about what other people say. And you know it's not what other people say. Because listen to this, brothers. What works for somebody might not work for you. Amen? Have you ever heard that? Those people that say, brother, my back hurts. And and another person comes, oh, brother, if you take this, it will work for you. And then you try it and it doesn't work for you. Have you ever done that? I mean, have you ever heard people say that? Well, take this and you take it and it's like I didn't take it away. Well, why didn't it? Because maybe you're not the same type. Your body's not, it's not going to be receptive to the same type of medication. Maybe you need another one. Amen. And that's how I used to live life, Going about everything everybody else said. It wasn't until I realized, brothers, I realized that the only one that could change me, first of all, and forgive me, was Christ, because they told me through Scripture. And then I started reading Scripture, brothers. And ever since, brothers, I read Scripture, brothers, to do what, brothers? To run or to guide my life. I want to be changed because I need to be changed every single day. Amen? I accepted Jesus many years ago, but I'm still changing every single day. How do you think that happens, brothers, because it just happens? No, it happens because I continue to read scripture. And every time, every day that I read scripture, brother, he continues to transform. He continues to speak. He continues to demonstrate or show me, brothers, his heart desire. And tell me, you need this in your life. So my life is changing, brothers, every single day. But if we don't read scripture, brother, listen, your life is never going to change. Amen? And I want to make that clear. Because a lot of times we believe that other people can change us. If, if People cannot change you. The only person that can change you is God through his scripture. How else are you going to know, brother, what's in God's heart, brothers, if you don't read? Basically, there's a video that says his love letter. Yeah. How many of you received love letters when you were dating as teenagers? Raise your hand. Oh, nope. You need to write love letters to each other? No? Raise your hand. Brother Mark and Sister Jasmine? You're all like I don't wanna say that. Brothers. Huh? Well see, so you were teenagers. They were preschoolers. They met each other in preschool and they already fell in love. Uh, thank God the young kids are not here. <laughs> But you wrote, you wrote love letters. Now when you receive that love letter, let's say you received the love letter uh um, Rick and Yolanda. Yes, know they received love letters. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that Yolanda didn't go like boom just put it away. Right? She wanted to know what he had to say. So And then she read it and she didn't read it. Right? I'm pretty sure that. I'm making Brother Mark go here. <laughs> and then she had to write back because she couldn't say it. And then when Rick, Brother Rick got it, <laughs> that's the way they found out how they felt about each other. And all those pretty words they wrote to each other, you always and forever, I love forever. I'll never, all those words that we used to write. And then really, really, really and truly, Mickey plus Yolanda. All those little heart heart heart. Chris market <laughs> Pastor Tim said that brother. <laughs> but it was a good thing, right? That's the only way you're going to find out how the person feels when you read the love letter and you really devote yourself to reading those letters. If you just put them away, when you receive them, you're never going to know how that person feels. In today's society, you might not write letters, but those texts are coming in instantly. Oh, no. Take them out and read them and read them. read. As a matter of fact, we still have them. Why? Because they matter. Amen? We'll see. Same thing with the Word of God, brothers. Same thing with the Word of God. The Word of God has to hold, brothers, a very important part in your life. It's not good enough just to say, I'm a born again Christian and I'm going through life. No. It has to hold priority, if you will, in your life. The Word of God and if it doesn't hold priority brothers ask yourself what does what holds priority in your life listen when you became a born again christian at least when i did brothers when i when i was saved if you will brothers The first thing I wanted to do is grab scripture and read 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 scripture. scripture. Why? Because I fell in love, brothers, with what God had to say. I was ignorant of the word of God. I didn't understand really what he wanted. I was very religious. Don't get me wrong. Very religious. But that religion, brothers, that I had, brothers, didn't do anything for me. As a matter of fact, brothers, it held me back from the truth of what the Bible said about God. It was religion that held me back for years in finding the truth of what the Bible had to say. And the fact is, brothers, that my religion, my faith, my religion that I had, brother, always detoured me from the truth that Jesus loved me. And all he wanted was the best for me. And that he could save me and I didn't have to go through any ritual. All I had to do is ask him for forgiveness and he was there willing to forgive me instantly. It was him. And I realized in my life, brothers, that I needed the word. And I started reading the word. And when I started reading the word, brother, I started realizing, oh, my God, I did this wrong. Oh, my God, they taught me wrong. Oh, my God, I didn't know this. And I started reading and reading and reading. And that's what started to transform me and change my way of thinking and what was in my heart. I was a very bitter person, brothers. But it's one thing to be bitter when you don't know Christ, brothers. It's another thing to be bitter when you're in Christ and you proclaim to be a Christian. And if your life is not changing constantly, brothers, it's because you're not reading the word. So what is occupying your time? What are you giving more importance to? All the talk, brothers? Oh. Because it is the word of God that's going to ground you. Amen? It is the word of God, brothers, that is going to sanctify you. It's going to keep you on the right track. What? The word of God. You know, there's a lot of unhappy Christians. And I don't understand why. There's one thing, brothers, to be down and out once in a while. Because you're going through a hard time. And I understand that. But Christians that are unhappy 24-7, brothers, for a long time, brothers, I I don't get it. The only, out, the only outcome or the only thing I can think of is because they really don't understand who God is in their life. Why don't they understand who God is in their life? Because they're not reading enough scripture to take them or to transform their way of thinking. Because so many of us needed to be transformed, not only from sin, brothers, but from other things. I needed to be transformed. Amen? That's my brother. He knows me ever since I was born because he's older than me. And I, and I knew that he needed, you know, brothers, and I'll tell you this, brother, without due respect to one another, brothers, that's in the past, but him and I could not play volleyball or any sports, brothers, because we would always fight with one another. Literally fight. Amen? Literally fight. We couldn't stand one another. He needed to be transformed. We came to Christ, brothers, and he started to transform us. Amen? And now we don't have that between us. Amen? And, I'm, and, I, and I can say it as he says it. I love him, brother, with all my heart, and he loves me with all his heart. But it wasn't like that before. We would get together for anything, and it was like pure hell. Because we would fight for everything. We couldn't have a conversation or discussion, brothers, because it was really a discussion. And God changed us. Through what, brothers? Because we're good? No. Because we're not good enough. We needed the scripture. Amen. So very quickly, let's go. This is the introduction, brothers. basically I'm just like Tim, right? (laughs) This is the introduction, brothers, to 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 the lesson that we have this morning. So very quickly, let's go to the lesson. God's words. Delights point. Amen. Let's go to the point. We experience joy as we follow God's word. We experience joy as we follow God's word. That's very important to understand the point. We experience joy when we follow God's word. In other words, if we don't follow God's word, you will not experience what? Joy. What is joy? Happiness. Amen? The word of God brings joy, brothers. We experience that when we follow. Amen? That's very important when we follow God's word. Amen. Very quickly, let's, get, let's go into, into the study. Let's, let's read uh, Psalms 119, verse one, 1, 2, and 3. It says, Blessed are those whose ways are blameless, who walk according to the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his statutes and seek him with all their heart. They do no wrong, but follow his ways. Amen? It says, Blessed. Amen? The very first part of it, brothers, is blessed. If you read uh, Psalms 119, you're going to realize, brothers, that every eight verses, brothers, is dedicated to a different subject. Amen? A different subject. The very first subject, brothers, of these eight verses is blessings. Okay? Blessings. Blessings. And probably, if you have one of those study Bibles, it will tell you, brothers, that that every eight verses from this the Psalms 119 is the longest psalm, brothers, uh, written. Amen. And and it's one of the longest. As a matter of fact, it's one of the longest chapters, brothers, in, in the majority of the Scripture. Amen. But the reality is, brothers, that every every eight every eight verses, brothers, is dedicated to to a subject, and in this case it's dedicated to the blessings. But listen to what it says: blessings, brothers. Amen. Are for or, excuse me, blessed are they whose ways are what? Blameless. Amen? Now, the blessings that we receive, brothers, listen to this. I'll, the majority of people want to be blessed. Amen? But according to the scripture, the scripture is telling us, that it's brothers, 100%, brothers, that blessing comes brothers, to those who are blameless. Amen? In other words, Depending on your lifestyle is the way you're going to be blessed. You don't receive blessings, brothers, because you're good. Because we're not good. Jesus clarified that 100%. There is no one good but God. So you're not, you're, you don't expect to receive a blessing because you think you're good. No. Blessings come, brothers, when you are Blameless. In other words, David understood, brothers, and this is where you build up your relationship with Christ or with God. When you start understanding, brothers, that you don't deserve a blessing, but the only way you can receive a blessing is when you're blameless or rather when you do good, when you are good. But not good, brothers, in the sense that we're good to other people, but good, brothers, in the sense that you follow Scripture. That you obey scripture. Amen. Because it's easy. And I give you an example. It's easy for this to be good to other people. And to give and to be a nice person. There's a lot of nice people. A lot of good people without price. Amen. There's a lot of good people out there brothers. Even though they're not saved. There's a lot of good people out there. There's a lot of people who give money. There's a lot of people brothers who are willing to give. The, as they say their core from their back to give but if they don't have Christ brothers are they good the reality is no and the very same thing here brother we cannot expect and listen this is something that we need to understand brother you cannot expect the blessings of God in your life if you're not brothers where you need to be God is not that type of person, brothers, and I said this many times, brothers, like in school. Everybody, everybody deserves a trophy even though you didn't even show up to compete. We have a society today, brothers, that nobody left behind. Everybody needs, everybody needs to be rewarded even though they didn't participate. And a lot of times that that transitions, brothers, our mind, I understand it, even as Christians. Brothers. Well, we should all get something because... God is not like that. He's never been. God is way different. The scripture tells us there is a blessing there, brothers, for those brothers who are in the ways that are blameless. In other words, if you want to receive a blessing, it's up to you to gain the blessing. It's up to you to work for the blessing. Amen? They're not going to pay me, brothers, for I'm not working. I'm not employed. I can't show up to a company and say, well, I want to get paid. Amen? We don't even know you, but I want to get paid. You pay them. How come you can't pay me? They're going to say, are you crazy? I can't pay you if you're not even part of the membership of this company, right? Am I right? So why do people think that they're going to be blessed, brothers, just because they are in need? I'm going to go to that church because the church should bless me and give me because there should be, they should give me. No. If you're not part of, if you're not doing anything to gain the blessing, you shouldn't be blessed. And I know it sounds harsh, but that's who God is. You know why? Because, brothers, you can receive all the blessings of the world. The Bible says this. What does a man profit if he gains the whole world but loses his soul? In other words, what would you profit if God gives you everything but you don't want nothing to do with it? Did he really bless you? Did not bless you at all? As a matter of fact, I think he cursed you because you think that God is with you because of all the blessings you receive. And God is not with you if you don't proclaim him to be with you, if you don't make a confession and believe in your heart that he is who he says he is. Amen. In other words, it's like receiving the a, a, a present, brothers, without all the benefits. And I don't want the presence without all the benefits. I want the benefit first. Amen. then comes the blessings. Well, this is basically what David started to understand, brothers, and realize, brothers, in his own life. Amen. He understood, brothers, blessed are they, or those, amen, who are in the ways, or blameless, who walk. Listen to this. What is to walk? A lifestyle. Not a once one-time thing, brothers. To walk according to the laws of the Lord. It clarifies it even more. Amen? It, It doesn't say blessed are all of you. But he tells us blessed are those who are blameless who walk according to the laws of the Lord. Now, to walk signifies a lifestyle. Amen? Because the reality is, brothers, that we cannot be blameless without Christ. We're all blamed, brothers. Amen? We are all guilty without Christ. That's what Christ came, brothers, to the world, brothers, to be born on Christmas Day, brothers, that through him we could receive what? Salvation. First to the Jewish and then for the Gentiles. But salvation was given to us through who? Through the gift of Christ Jesus, the only begotten Son of God. Through him, we are saved, brothers. But even though we are saved through him, brothers, amen, and the blame has been wiped away, brothers, the reality still stands, brother, that we need to walk. My lifestyle has to be the lifestyle that God desires for me, and how am I going to know my lifestyle that he desires for me, brother, if I don't read scripture? Amen? Amen? The only way your lifestyle is going to change, brothers, is when you read scripture, brother. Listen, brother, you can sing all you want. But that's not going to change you. And I'm not saying that singing is wrong, brother. You know, all the praise and worship songs that we do. Brother, but did you know, when you when we sing, brothers, you should pay attention to the words and make those words your own. And when you make those words your own, brothers, then, brothers, the transformation happens through those words. Because the majority of the songs that we sing, brothers, are biblically correct based on the Bible. Some of them are actually 100% from the Bible. But the only way they're going to change you, brothers, is, brothers, when you realize, brothers, that those words have an importance and they come directly from Scripture, from God. But you can sing all the songs. Listen, there's songs out there, brothers, that sing, sing about love. And about other things, brothers. But the reality is, brothers, that they don't do anything for you. The word of God is going to change. you. Did you know that some people come to church, brothers, more than you and I, I guess? And they've never been transformed? Because it's not about being just at church. It's about being at church, but also reading the word. And the word in itself will transform you. Give you the ability to be transformed. Because you get to know him. We were talking about love letters that we used to send each other when we were teenagers. And the reality is, brother, those letters, brothers, build up what? Your trust, your love for one another. Amen? They gave you something. And they build up your affection, your care, your love, your devotion, whatever it might be. They develop within you, brothers, and it became something. Amen? It was the very same thing with God. How are you going to get to know God if you don't read his letters? There's a different thing. I can say I know the president, and I know the president, Obama. But do I really know him? Like Michelle Obama knows him? No, I don't. You see the difference? And this is exactly, brothers, what the psalm is trying to take us to, brothers, to realize, brothers, that we need to, brothers, read scripture in order to know who God is. Because then when we read scripture, brothers, we are walking, brothers. It becomes part of my lifestyle. What is a lifestyle, brothers? Something that I always practice. This is who I am. In other words, I don't go to church, brothers, and everybody sees like, oh. And then I'm at home, brothers, and I'm transforming to my old self. Oh, I'm at work, brothers, and somebody knows me some way, and then I'm at church, and, and everybody knows me like, oh, brother, sister, like, wow. But out there, they know you as. No, that means that it hasn't become a part of your lifestyle. Your lifestyle, brothers, is that it becomes part of you because the word, you're reading the word, and you're, you're who you are everywhere. Amen? You're you who you are everywhere. They know you over there as the same way they know you at church. They don't talk to you about you wrong because they don't know anything about you wrong over there as they don't know anything about you wrong at church. Amen? Listen, this is a sad thing, brothers. Did you know Pearsall is a small town? I know you all live in San Antonio. And it might be a larger town, but it, sometimes it becomes small, right? Pearsall is a small town, brothers, and there's nothing I don't know about you, brothers, in Pearsall. And there's probably nothing you don't know about me in Pearsall. Especially you have scanners. We know everything about each other. So, what I see here, brothers, and I hear over there, sometimes it doesn't really, not me. I'm exposing some things, right? Because personal is not big enough, brothers, to hide. As a matter of fact, San Antonio is not big enough for us to play. Where you know when you go to San Antonio and you meet somebody or you see somebody, I know that person. And they're not doing something they're supposed to be doing. and it's like, Wow, out of all the days we happen to be in the same place at the same time. I wonder why. Oh, God allows that. Yeah? But when you have nothing to hide because you're the same person, your lifestyles demonstrate that you're a Christian no matter where you are, but you don't worry about anything. Amen? You have peace of mind. Because you don't worry about who's gonna see you or not see you because you're you're Christian anywhere and everywhere. And that's what we should be. The sad thing is that a lot of times, brothers, we don't realize that, brothers, and we're not Christian. Understand the word, Christian everywhere. And people see us, and it's like, oops. And that's and the sad thing. The other reality is, brothers, that the majority of people will not stay by it. They see, brothers. They're going to expose it. Amen. Now, Scripture, brothers, and it tells us, brothers, that we need to walk according to the to the laws of God. Now, what are the laws, brothers? The statutes of God. What are statutes, brothers? The ways, the principles, brothers, uh, of what God desires for you and I, brothers, to walk in. Did you know the majority of people, brothers, do not walk according to the statutes of God, but they believe in God. Out there. They say, I believe in God. We all have the same God. It doesn't matter where you go, who we are. We all believe in God. There's one thing to believe in God, brothers. Even the devil, the Bible says, that believes in God. And he trembles. You know why the devil trembles? Because he believes in God and he knows what's coming. Because he knows who God is. And he trembles. Man believe in God and they don't even tremble. You know why they don't tremble? Because they say they know God but they don't know the word of God, and they don't know what's coming. A lot of people have told me, you want to scare me? I'm not trying to scare you. It's just right out of the scripture that if you don't repent, you're going to end up in hell. Read Revelations. Revelation tells us, brothers, about a time that is coming, brothers, after the rapture, brothers. When God comes for his people. Excuse me, Christ comes for his people. And we'll be lifted up into heaven, brothers. Right after that, the seven years of tribulation, brothers. And the Bible tells us, brothers, that horror will come upon this earth like never seen before. One third of people, brothers, will die, brothers, in a big earthquake. Then after that, brothers, other things will happen. The moon will go, uh, the sun will go dark for three days, brothers, and there will be no light at all. The Bible tells us horrible things, brothers. It's basically a horror story, if you will, brothers, of what's coming. And people don't even tremble at the idea of God. They believe in God. I believe in God, and they don't even tremble. But the devil does tremble because he knows what's coming. He knows that hell has been prepared for him, brothers, for all eternity, and he knows what's coming, so he trembles before God. In other words, he comes before God, brothers, and he doesn't come with attitude. He comes, brothers, trembling before God. Ever seen that currently lying in that Wizard of Oz movie where he was shaking? Well, Satan does the very same thing before God. But man come before God, brothers, and they think, ah, I have nothing to worry about. Well, you have a lot of things to worry about if you're not reading Scripture and learning, your li- and your lifestyle is not being changed and transformed. Because that day you will tremble. The Bible says that every knee shall bow before the Lord. Not only those of the saints, but all those who disbelieve. And those people who disbelieve, brother, will be trembling out of their bodies. In other words, brothers, when they kneel before God, because they know what's coming. And it's a sad reality, or rather the good reality to us, brother, that we understand scripture. But how are we going to understand all these things, brother, if we don't read scripture? Amen? Scripture is there, brothers, to be a blessing. Amen? To be a blessing, brothers, to lift this up, brothers. Blessed are those who keep his statutes, brothers, and who seek him with all their heart. Why with all their heart? Because the heart, brothers, is the central part, brothers, of who you are. Your heart, brothers, flows life itself it is not from this thing that we have up here because some of us are smarter than others right and i and, and i give credit to credit to my wife is a lot smarter than i am brother she can keep things in her head like like no idea i can't keep do that i forget even my own birthday i not being told or reminded but she's very smart even in school she was very smart But smartness and understanding intellect doesn't have to do anything with anything. It's with the heart. Because from the heart, brothers, flows the issues of life. So the scripture is basically saying, brothers, to keep, once again, lifestyle in keeping his statures, brothers, and seeking, once again, lifestyle in seeking him with all your heart. Not part of it, but all of it. Your heart belongs to who? To God. When? All the time. How much of it? All of it. All of it. When we learn to give our heart to the Lord, brothers, then you will not feel that void in your heart. And if you're feeling the void, brothers, in your heart, brothers, is because your heart is not 100% given to God. Because when you give your heart 100% to God, He will take over and fill your heart, brothers, with, with joy and blessings of who He is. Amen? Yeah. Brothers, when you're sad, isn't brothers when people my some of my younger nieces and nephews, brothers, sometimes say, "I'm bored." Well, when you find life boring, brothers, and you're bored, brothers, you ah, oh, I hate life. It's because your heart is not filled, brothers, with the joy of the Lord. When you're going, brothers, to despair and you feel like, "Oh, life is just a drag." It's because you're not filling your heart, brothers, with the joy and the blessings of the Lord. And guess why it is? Because the majority of the time, you're probably not reading Scripture. And if we don't read Scripture, brothers, we're, Satan will find a way to go in. Have you ever wondered how mosquitoes get into the house, brothers, even though you try to close everything? If you barely leave a, a, a door or a window, barely crack, brothers. You'll find mosquitoes inside the house, right? Before you know it, where just come in? And then it's so hard to catch them, right? Well, Satan does the very same thing. You leave a little space open without reading your scriptures on a daily basis, he'll come in. And he'll torment you with all the negativity, with all the doubt and all the hate, whether that's out there. And you wonder, why can I change my life? Brothers, and this is the reality, brothers, and, and, and time is gone, brother, but the reality is, brothers, that the scripture is telling us exactly that, brothers, to keep his statutes, to walk in him, brother, with all of our hearts, brothers. And they, and they do no wrong, but follow his ways. They do no wrong. In other words, the person that does this, that seeks the Lord's and the statute with all heart, they do no wrong. He does no wrong, brothers, and follows the ways of the Lord. In other words, brothers, how is it possible, brothers, for us, brothers, not to serve the Lord with all our heart? How is it possible, brothers, not to give ourselves to the Lord 100%? If your life is not being changed, brothers, then, brothers, something is wrong there. You cannot give to the Lord part of yourself, brothers. Either you're all in or you're you're out. Well, I'm not going to be in it 100%. I'm not going to give myself 100% to the Lord. Well, did you know you cannot give to the Lord, brothers, only part of you? Because if you're trying to give part, you're not in to begin with. You have to be in it 100%. You have to give the Lord all your heart. Can you imagine your wife telling your you husbands, well, I love you, but not with all my heart. Think about it. I really love you. I mean, you need to understand that I love you, but, but not with all my heart. Because part of my heart is dedicated to somebody else. How would you feel about that? You would hate it, right? Right? Amen? You would hate it. You would probably go, "What's wrong with you? You crazy?" That's just an extra one. but you would attempt that to, or to <laughs> shake them out of their, you know, into their senses. Oh, what's wrong with you? Because it doesn't feel good, right? It feels like a betrayal, right? If your wife comes and tells you that, or her, her wife, if your husband comes and tells you, honey, I love you with all my, I mean, I love you, and ah, you have to understand that. You're my everything, but my heart, I only love you about 40%. Because the rest belongs to somebody else. Did you know, and I'll give you uh, give you a heads up, did you know you're not supposed to love your children more than your husband or wife? Oh, brother. No, love your children with all your heart, but not with everything that you on. You're supposed to love your husband more than you love your children. And I'll tell you why. Because the Bible states, brothers, that your children, brothers, one day will grow up and love somebody else. And they'll leave. But you and your husband should be remain forever. It's a covenant forever. Oh, you burst my bubble. No, love your children. I love my children with all my heart brothers, with everything that I have. But I love my wife more because you know why? I shouldn't grow up, brothers, and they got married. And if I ask him now, Miko, do you love me more than you love Daisy? He's going to say, no. Adam, do you love me more than you love Felicia? No, you see So I love her more than anything. Amen. (laughs) And she confirmed it. That's the way God feels, brothers. We should love God, brothers, with all that we are, with all our heart. Amen? Because he is the most important person that we have in our lives. Now, I tell you this I love him more than I love him. And she loves him more than she loves me. Yeah, and that's exactly right. When we love God, brothers, with all our heart, we learn to love more and everyone. Amen? If you say, I don't love you, because, uh-oh, you probably don't love God sufficient. That's the reality of things. So you see how God, brothers, through the scripture, brothers, is teaching us, brothers, that this is the way things work. You cannot receive a blessing if you don't love me and you don't keep my statutes or my commandments if your lifestyle doesn't demonstrate that who I am in your life. Man, we need to demonstrate who God is in our, in our lives daily. Brothers. Amen? And when we do that, brothers, and walk according to the scripture, brothers, then everything else will be fixed amen the bible says this and i will close with this but the, the bible says brothers seek ye first the kingdom of god amen seek ye first the kingdom of god and then what does it say everything else will be added unto you a lot of times what happens in our lives brothers is that we're seeking everything else brothers trying to accomplish what that verse tells us to do brothers In the simplicity of the verse. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And then don't worry about everything else. Because everything else will fall into place. you worried about your children. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And your children. God will put them where they need to be. You're worried about your wife. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And God will put your wife or your husband. Where they need to be. But what happens is. I'm trying to over here fix my husband. Fix my husband. And I'm forgetting to seek first the kingdom of God. Or vice versa. Well, I'm trying to fix all my children. I'm trying to fix that I don't have a job. I'm trying to fix that I'm going through this, that I'm going through that, and this and that, brothers. No, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and everything, all other things, brothers, will be given unto you or established for you. Amen? Everything. So we learn to seek first. But, brothers, we're not going to be able to learn to seek first the kingdom of God, brothers, if we don't read the scriptures. There is blessings in the word of God, brothers. Amen? Blessings that I can't give you. Blessings that your brother, your sister, your wife, your husband, your children can't give you won't come directly from God. So I encourage you, brothers, to continue reading your Bible. So this six lessons that we're having, brothers, is based on the Word of God. Amen? Praise God. I'm going to ask you to please stand, brothers, so you can rest for a little bit.